In this week's Pasha, we have the dramatic reunion of Yaakov and Yosef. After separation of 22 years, Yaakov hears the good news that Yosef is still alive and he decides, even in his old age, to go down to Mitzrayim to meet Yosef. And Yosef, from his side, the Apostle tells us he prepares his chariot and he rides out with his entourage to meet Yaakov. And the Torah tells us of the moving reunion, how he falls on his shoulders and he cries. And then the first words that Yaakov says to Yosef, the first words he says to him after having been separated for 22 years, Yaakov says to Yosef, O Musa Hapam, now that I've seen you're alive, now I can die. And we're left wondering. That's not what we would expect Yaakov to say. Wouldn't it have been more logical to say to him, now that I see you alive, we can spend time together, we can live together. Why does Yaakov say that now that I've seen you alive, now I can die? There's a principle I think can answer this question. The Midrash tells us that when Hashem offered the Torah to the Jewish people and they accepted it, they said, Nasev and Ishma, Hashem, we're here, we're willing, we're ready to accept the Torah. And Hashem counted and He said, who's going to guarantee it? Who's going to be the Orev, the guarantor on the Torah? And Klai Israel originally offered that the Ovois. Abraham, Yitzchak and Yaakov should be the guarantors for the Torah. But Hashem didn't accept them as guarantors. They were tzaddikim, but they had already lived. And therefore they couldn't guarantee that the Jewish people would keep the Torah. Until the Jewish people said, our children will be our guarantors. Our children will be the guarantors. And that Hashem accepted. And He gave us the Torah. And the question is, in what way would the children, the children who might not have even been born yet, could act as guarantors for the Torah? How is that meant to happen? So we see like this. We know there's a concept built into the very fabric of the world that the world has to come to a completion. We know that there has to be a period of time we call Yomosa Mashiach. A period of time we call the time of Mashiach the end point of the journey of this world. The final stage that the universe has to reach. And that was predicted and that was intended from the beginning. When we said Hashem is the Rishon and Hashem is the Akron. The beginning and the end. The world won't come to an end in the middle of a journey. The final scene of the play, 
the final stage of the process will have to be what we call Yomasa Mashiach. The revelation of Hashem as the Master, the revelation of Hashem as the one who is in control, and the entire universe will accept that. As we daven in Rosh Hashanah, Every living thing, everything created will recognize that you're the creator. But there's another line also. Everything which is alive will say, Hashem, Hashem, the God of Klai Yisrael is king. The covenant of Sinai wasn't just that we would keep the Torah. The covenant of Sinai was that Hashem would be identified henceforth as the God of Yisrael. Not as the Creator, not as the Melech Oilam, the King of the Universe, but as the Lekei Yisrael. And therefore, when in the future the world will recognize His Majesty, when in the future the world will accept his authority, it will be with the title Hashem Elikei Yisrael Melech. The God of Klai Yisrael. And for that to be there, then it's necessary that Klai Yisrael will always exist. For Hashem to be titled, to be known as the God of Yisrael, there has to be Yisrael. There has to be Klai Yisrael. And therefore, if what Hashem was offering us when He gave us the Torah was the Yais Lechon that my title will now be your God, the God of Israel, then it would have to be for all future generations. The title Elikei Yisrael remains Lechon Elikim, and like the Pasuk says, for your descendants, for your children following you. But if that's the case, if Hashem is committing Himself to be titled, to be known as, to reveal Himself in the capacity of Elokei Yisrael for all future generations, then that expects a commitment from us that there will be a Yisrael in all future generations, that there will be a Klai Yisrael in every generation until the time of Mashiach, so that Hashem will be able to manifest Himself as the God of Israel. What's the importance of ensuring a Jewish future? What's the importance of making sure there'll be another generation of Jews? Of bringing up, giving birth to Jewish children? It's part of our commitment. Our commitment to ensure the continuity of Klal Yisrael. Our commitment goes two ways. Not just that there should be Jewish children, but that those children should grow up to be links in the chain of Klai Yisrael. That those children should grow up to continue the Messiahs. To continue the tradition of Klai Yisrael. That over them too, Hashem will call Himself a Lekei Yisrael. And to their children after them. So that, that way, Klai Yisrael will continue an unbroken chain, a not-ending link 
from the time of Sinai until the time of Mashiach. That's why Chlai Yisrael said, our children are, are our guarantors. We may not live to see the redemption. We may not live to carry the torch of Chlai Yisrael till the end of the road. But our children will continue where we left off. An analogy? It's like a relay race. You have races where every runner runs for himself. The fastest one wins. But they have relay races. It's a team effort. Every runner carries a torch, however far he has to run, and then passes it to the runner after him, who continues to run, and gives it to the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, until eventually it's a team effort which brings the torch back to its final point. And Clyde's roll through the generations are running a relay race. Every generation receives the torch, the torch which was ignited at Arsenai, and runs with it, and gives it to the next generation, to their children, who will continue the run, and give it to their children, until eventually when Mashiach is destined to arrive, it will be to a Klai Yisrael who's waiting for him, a Klai Yisrael who's looking forward to Hashem's redemption, a Klai Yisrael which deserves to be redeemed. The Simcha of a Bar Mitzvah, or a Bas Mitzvah, is the Simcha of another child who's become an adult. Another runner who has been passed the torch. And it's his job now to continue on his own responsibility, but to continue, so to speak, the unbroken chain of Kali Israel. A parent who's brought his child to that stage can make the bracha that he's been zaycha, that the chain of Klai Yisrael will not end with him. He was a link and he has passed the torch, so to speak, to the next link, to the next generation who will continue to keep the torch of flame, who will continue to run with it until Mashiach comes. And that's what Yaakov was telling Yosef. Yaakov Avinu saw as his continuation Yosef Atzadik. He primed him for that. He taught him the Torah he had learned. And he had expected Yosef to continue, so to speak, the mission which was begun by Avram, given to Yitzchak, handed to Yaakov. And he would be the next link in that chain. And therefore the severity of Yaakov's pain when Yosef was last presumed dead was who's going to continue? Who's going to continue the legacy of Avram, Yitzhak and Yaakov? Yes, they were the other brothers. But Yaakov felt that Yosef was the one most suited to the task. And therefore, when Yaakov sees Yosef, Yosef is still alive. But more importantly, Yosef who is still true to the Torah. Yosef who has maintained his belief in Hashem and his commitment to the mitzvahs even surrounded by the nobility and the court of Egypt 
So Yaakov says, I've done my job. I've done my job. There will be a further link in the chain. On Musahapam, if I can now die, I can be relaxed, I can be rest easy, the Kaisra won't die with me. I say, Yosef, that you're here and you're available, you're ready to continue the Messiah, to continue the tradition. There's a second lesson here as well. If the lives of the children would be a continuation of the lives of the parents, the same lifestyle, the same circumstances, the same environment, it would be easy for parents to prepare their children for life. They can provide the role model, the experience, and the children who would have the same experience would go through the same stages, could just model their parents' behavior. But that's not always the case. The world changes. The world changes rapidly. And very often, the nisyonis that the children confront are something the parents never imagined. If we look to the past, we can see this in a number of different ways. Our parents' generation could never have imagined the world of today. With the technology, with the communication networks, with the challenges that they present, never existed back then in the day. If we look further back in history, The generations of Jews who lived in Europe at the turn of the century could never have imagined in their wildest nightmares what the future was going to hold in store. How then is a parent expected to prepare their child for their career in following the Torah if they have no idea what that's going to demand. How does a parent educate their child to fight the Yetzirah if they have no idea what the fight's going to be? And this is the second lesson of Yaakov and Yosef. Yaakov's other sons grew up surrounding him in Hebron. They continued the lifestyle that Yitzchak had had and Yaakov had had and they shared as well. As they tell Parah, we are shepherds that our fathers and our grandfathers had been. Living in the hills of Hebron, they had maintained and continued the same lifestyle. With Yaakov Avinu, and before that Yitzchak Avinu, in their, in their presence. In circumstances such as those, where everything remains the same, then it's that much easier to make sure that the next generation will continue in the footsteps of its predecessors.
But when the child is confronted with vastly different circumstances, a world which he wasn't brought up with, situations which he never encountered, what then gives him the strength to remain true to his calling? When Yosef goes to Egypt and he finds himself in an alien culture in a foreign land, dealing with situations that he was never exposed to in Canaan, how did he remain strong? And in his blessing for Yosef at the end of his life, Yaakov tells us, he says, Yosef remains strong, he remains steadfast, but it came from his father Yaakov. In what way? In what way? Not that Yaakov had given him training how to withstand the wiles of the wife of Potiphar. Not that Yaakov had taught him how to remain impervious to Egyptian culture. Yaakov had taught him something else. There's a goal which we're working towards. There's a Klai Yisrael's mission. Stay true to the mission. And therefore, if that mission statement is strong enough, if that sense of direction pervades, then that gives a person the strength to withstand whatever the temptation he may be facing might be. As Chazal tell us, when Yosef was on the verge of succumbing, he remembers the Choshen Mishpat. He remembers that there's one day going to be a breastplate with the stones of each of the Shvatim displayed. And he thinks, if I'm going to sin now, I won't deserve to be in the Choshen. How does that stop him from sinning? When the Yetzirah's presence available now, to think about the idea of a Choshen Mishpat, which is some time hundreds of years away, how is it going to prevent him from giving in right now? And that's the Yisad. This is the principle. Yaakov had trained his sons. There's a goal we're working towards. Mishkan. Shechina. Nevoah. We're working towards a goal. And when it came to the moment of temptation, what made Yosef strong, strengthened his arms, is, this isn't in keeping with my mission. And therefore Yosef was able to withstand the temptation and remain strong. And therefore when Yaakov saw that, he said, My job is done. If I've managed to impart that sense of mission, that priority of purpose, then I know whatever, whatever situation Yosef is going to face in the future, he has the tools to overcome. Our goal 
as Jewish parents is to bring up our children with the realization of the importance of their job in being bearers of the torch. With the understanding that they may be the door who will greet Mashiach. And if not them, their children. But they have a, a, point, a position to play as a link in the chain. And no one can do it for them. The mission has to be clear. And just like the relay race, there may be some runners who run downhill. Some who run across smooth territory. Some have to run over rocks. Some have to run through water and some have to run through fire. Klai Yisrael's had all those Doris as well. The Doris, the generations which could keep Torah through ease. The Doris who had to keep the Torah through persecution. And the Doris who had to maintain the flame even against the threat of annihilation. But the message which each generation gave to the next, you're a bearer of the torch. You are a continuation of the legacy. You are the guarantor to the Torah. And therefore you're going to continue, continue, Klal Yisrael, until the day will come when the Lekei Yisrael Moshiach, when the Yomar Kol Hashem Hashem Yisrael Melech, Hashem the God of Klal Yisrael is King, and you may be the representatives of Klal Yisrael to be there to greet Moshiach.